All right. Is everybody ready? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Let me know when you're ready. I need a little bit of time, a little bit of space, some kisses on my face. Mm. Kisses on my face. Have you ever danced with the devil by the pale moonlight? Um, no, but I have danced with the devil on a warm summer afternoon. All right, good. I just like rubbing another man's rhubarb. Hello, friends. This is Brainworms Podcast. A quick warning. This episode is going to be discussing fairly timely real-life politics, probably in a pretty lighthearted manner. But if you're just at the point where you're up to your nose in the things that are going on around you coming off of 2020 into 2021, then this might be an episode to skip for you. But if not... So you're sorry or you're welcome. uh, But if not, then this might be a fun, distracting escape from all of those nightmares. Before we do that, I should say that I'm Joe. I'm David. Oh, yeah, that's that's me, isn't it? If you wanted to be. (laughs) Sorry, I was downloading my consciousness and it got hung up. Something about 2021 as a victory? I don't, I don't know. Pyrrhic. I'm Kane. And I'm Chris. And we're returning to the wonderful world of Dr. Chuck Tingle, who... Taekwondo master. Taekwondo master, multi-Hugo award finalist, yep. American hero. And just a heckin' buckaroo. And national treasure. Heckin' buckaroo. Proven love buckaroo. up and down the timelines. God bless him. And and I'm going to try to read this title without chuckling. I can't promise I'm going to do it. (laughs) We're reading Upset Trump Supporter Pounded in the Butt by His Search for Meaning now that his bigoted cult leader has been voted out. Honestly, I think that this is probably a much better and more heartwarming story than the one we're living through so i'm excited and an additional content warning from the description on the back of the book this erotic tale is 4200 words of sizzling human on sentient search for meeting action including (laughs) anal blowjobs rough sex cream pies and living concept love what what? (laughs) living concept love huh yeah you know i'd like us to start focusing on some books that are living construct love like like golems yeah maybe no joe what chuck actually means is the anthropomorphized version jesus christ did you just actually chuck tingle i I think he was (laughs) actually me about being unsure and intrigued by what chuck tingle was going to be talking about to be fair i'm just i'm i'm on edge here okay a lot of people taking swings at people i will take a punch for chuck tingle all right would you take a pounding for chuck tingle i would take several poundings why 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 would i be throwing a swing at chuck i i like chuck i don't know man because you're wacky you're unpredictable you're unhinged, and you only play by your own rules. You're okay? a loose cannon. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Turn in your badge. Turn in your badge. Jesus Christ, I'm getting too old for this shit. And Kane, <laughs> I am perfectly predictable. All that you have to do is to predict that I'll be unpredictable. All right, everyone that hears this conversation after your most recent statement, Chris, everyone that hears that is going to be a little dumber. <laughs> 
I mean, honestly, this podcast isn't enriching people intellectually at the best of times. Let's be honest with ourselves. That's not true. Sometimes our vocabulary is just beautiful. Sometimes. I like to think we have some salient points occasionally. But sometimes (laughs) we say real dumb shit. I think that's a lovely balance, personally. Yeah, it's like salty and sweet. Yeah, exactly. It's like eating popcorn and gummy bears. What fucking monster eats popcorn and gummy bears? Try it. Like no. I've heard, I've heard like putting M and M's on your popcorn and then microwaving it so they melt. But I never heard of that. No, you get cheddar cheese popcorn and then you get caramel popcorn. I love cheddar cheese and caramel popcorn together. And then you mix them. This is a wild fucking tangent. Isn't that a movie in the '90s with Nev Campbell? No, that's Wild Things. That's yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> I see what you did there, though. I think I just went through puberty a second time. Just thinking. Yeah, the movie's pretty, pretty spicy. It's pretty racy. A lot of very attractive people in limited amounts of clothing in that film. Before we get too far ahead, like Joe, do you want me to finish the 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 living <laughs> concept? Yeah, love? you've been hung up on it this long. I guess go ahead and get it out of you. I'm pretty sure what he's illustrating is the living concept that is going to be loved. That makes sense. Yeah, I think you're absolutely onto something. Context clues here being the cover art featuring a shirtless, very uh, well-defined torso of a man with the head of a ballot box. That's a, that's exactly what I imagine. <laughs> Maha. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious what that stands for. Yeah, hopefully for. we find out. Happy, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Maybe it's another H word. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spicy. But yeah, I guess uh, with all of that. Should we do the uh, the promo and then segue in? We should probably move forward, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could just talk about popcorn and whatever dumb shit spews out of Chris's brain for another 90 minutes if you want. I'll pass. Real quick before you do the promo, Joe, I do want to say some other books by Chuck Tingle that we didn't cover last time. My favorite is currently My Handsome Sentient Face Mask Protects Me Despite the Ridiculous Conspiracy Theories That He Won't. (laughs) That's pretty good. Also, he pounds my butt. Yeah. Uh, he does a, or a Friday the 13th riff called Friday the 69th, which might be fun to read later in life, maybe in the in the Halloween month. Pounded in the butt by Area 51 while attempting to storm it. That's pretty good. <laughs> so I think it's, it's, you know, it's worth noting that we are not intending to become the Chuck Tingle podcast. Why the fuck not? If we did, I wouldn't be mad. Chuck already has his own podcast. That's true. Hey, man, it's like it's like a Delta, you know? You can have streams of streams of streams, and time after all is the root There's of There's definitely root. streams of something. <laughs> I think it'd be fun to have Chuck on to read his oh, own Oh, that work. would be amazing. Oh, no, 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 okay. Okay, Here, here's Chuck Tingle's new book. Chris gets pounded in the butt by a book of Chuck Tingle while Chuck Tingle is writing it while being pounded in the butt. Nice, nice. It's very meta. Yeah. It, it... Slammed in the butt by the handsome sentient manifestation of Election Day. <laughs> Bisexual Mothman Mailman makes a special delivery in our butts. Living inside my own butt for eight years, starting a business, and turning a profit through common sense reinvestment in the strategic targeted marketing. Happy birthday, Dracula. Now pound my butt. <laughs> 
not <laughs> pounded by romance wranglers of America because their new leadership is from the depths of the endless cosmic void. My macaroni and cheese is a lesbian, and also she is my lawyer. Mercury is in retrograde, and she eats my ass. <laughs> not pounded at the last second because consent can be given and revoked at any moment and this is a wonderful thing that's important to understand that's a good one the legend of sleepy butthole <laughs> <laughs> scary stories to tingle your lesbian butt seven tales of ladybuck on ladybuck terror <laughs> slammed by my handsome fidget spinner <laughs> lesbian candy yeah, corn so, butt buffet bigfoot so yeah, pirates I mean, really, hop my balls it's there's something for everyone yeah in the tingleverse <laughs> Chuck tingle is my hero it's true i'm in love with the handsome mummy race car in my butt so like do you think like all this came about because like chuck took a look at some some form of analytics and then took advantage of like google searches and added that into the witch's cauldron that is his own interests and stirred it around and out came this this formula that works for him he actually did an ama on reddit not that long ago which i read through mm -hmm. and i learned a whole lot about him as you tend to do most notably i think is uh the fact that the man who is chuck is on the autism spectrum he's pretty outspoken about that and he's really just out there trying to get people to live love mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. that's his whole thing it's just trying to get people to love each other real quick david i just want to get these out there and then i'm done listing the names of these books <laughs> but if i don't do it i'm gonna forget revenger's butt game ant guy gets small to go into thamos's butt and then gets big and hard <laughs> And then kissed on the wiener by my own wiener. And that's it for me. I'm, I'm done. I'm spent. Brangelina splits apart and then pounds their own butt. Sounds like a fun time. It does. <laughs> what I was going to say, what I think is interesting is uh, at one point, someone in the AMA, and like he was very responsive to pretty much every question there. Mm -hmm. And there was one that I saw that just didn't have any response whatsoever. A guy or person made a post that, uh, hey, my English professor is pretty well convinced that you're just generating these things through a computer. Like these are AI generated, you know, putting in just keywords and having something made by computer. Which could, in fact, be the case. There was no response to that. Interesting. I mean, either way, they're good. Mm -hmm. They're entertaining. They're interesting. And I totally support the person behind whatever this is, whether it's Chuck Tingle is just an amazing literary genius with no stopping anywhere mm -hmm. and a really, really interesting view of the world or it's really helping to push forward artificial intelligence research. So either way, <laughs> we all win. Seems good, right? Sure. So yeah. Well, I guess we should go then. Yep. Before we delve into the uh, the butts of the week, I do want to remind all of you lovely listeners that we have a website. We give you brainworms.com. You can utilize that website to find our other things, find all of our social medias upon which you can tell us how wonderful or awful you think we are. You can also find our Patreon where you can support the show 
with your cash money and our new discord server where chris says whatever dumb thing pops into his head speaking of dumb things do you guys want to hear any of our new messages on the uh brain worms yell at us oh please if we have them i'd love to hear them (laughs) speaking of things that are generated by an ai yeah so the name is ranch and the message is dynamic that's un that's unsettling that's it the the message is just dynamic dynamic yep We've got the name is music and the message is towels. Is there a link to click? Yeah, there's emails, transfers at plateaupropertymanagement.com. But then there's the name portals and the message is regionals. That's not as interesting. It's a little creepy though. And then calculating and polarized. Who's doing this? To what end? The internet. (sighs) But my favorite of the most recent ones is ranch. And the message is dynamic. Yep. Yeah. Dynamic ranch. Although music and then the message is towels is pretty good too. What are they trying to tell us? Uh, I just think that it's Chris. Uh, The years I spent reading William Gibson. Spit all over my microphone. (laughs) Gave me way higher expectations for what an AI was going to do inside the internet. I think the fact that William Gibson himself Mm -hmm admitted that he can't write cyberpunk novels anymore because the world is there. Mm -hmm. The technology caught up with him. Yeah. And like he's now moved on to writing post cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. This truly is the worst timeline. The most boring dystopia. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. What do they say about the banality of evil? It looks like Mitch McConnell. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's, re- let's read. Yeah, that's a good segue into the subject of the day. Chuck Tingle. Cool. What if our intro was Joe impersonating a doctor and saying, "I have very terrible news for you. We got the test backs, we got the results, and your diagnosis is that you have brain worms." And we all go like, "Oh no!" This is not a 1990s Nickelodeon television show, Chris. <laughs> Why not? This really is the worst possible timeline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Read me a story about angry Trump supporters. <laughs> Upset Trump supporter pounded in the butt by his search for meaning now that his bigoted cult leader has been voted out by Chuck Tingle. The Great. God bless him. When I look back over my life, there have been plenty of important days that stand out among the rest. Family gatherings, birthdays, graduations. The sensation that floods through my body this evening, however, is even more powerful than any of these moments. When I look back on my life, it's just a flood of disappointments. In fact, the buzz of excitement is more potent than all of them combined. It's election day. I'm driving in my lifted pickup truck, honking and waving at anyone else on the road who's also celebrating the impending re-election of Donald Trump, like I am. This is way too specific to be some kind of program, I feel. And I felt that way about uh, Butt Raptor, too. Like, but I feel like someone has to be writing this. It could be a cooperative effort. Like, It could be that Chuck has a program that generates the most searched-for things on Google. 
he'll get those words and then he'll make a title out of it and then he'll make a book out of it. You see those things online all the time where somebody says, I took the entire Harry Potter series and put it into an AI and it churned out a chapter mm-hmm. and, you know, or whatever. So it's possible that just like if you just happen to have a bunch of tawdry queer romance novels mm-hmm. and put in certain keywords or news stories or whatever it could result in this but that in and of itself not at is this an quality. artistic endeavor that deserves sure. merit that deserves recognition all on its own if we celebrate burroughs for taking his own work and cutting it into pieces and reassembling it mm-hmm. then i think that we can uh celebrate whatever chuck tingle is doing whether it's computer you know algorithm generated or his own mind that's fair enough and and it certainly wouldn't devalue what he's doing if there's some kind of of algorithm happening but i just it, it feels too specific in a lot of ways i agree yeah even if it is a lot of this is generated by algorithm and he goes in later and cleans it up that's still his work yeah I agree. At that point. And I don't think there's much merit to it because, frankly, throughout the entire AMA, mm-hmm. the syntax and the way that he was answering questions and the way that he was presenting mm-hmm. was all very familiar to his writing style sure. in the books. So I think he's just a powerhouse of story, <laughs> of weird, sexy, leftist story. <laughs> and we don't deserve him. We don't. No, this world is too good for Chuck Tingle. He's not the hero we deserve. He's the one we need. Can't he be both? I would like to think so. Yeah. I know in my heart that Lord Father Trump, my fearless leader (laughs) and the only man in history to pull a 33 golf score, will win. And I've already started thinking about what that will mean for the next four years. My truck is decked out even more than usual. While I typically fly a pair of massive Tromp flags from the back of my vehicle, I've decided to up the ante today with eight more. Even though this patriotic display makes it quite a bit more difficult to drive, I think it's worth showing my support. None of this seems unrealistic to me. A loud blaring honk from my right suddenly causes me to swerve a bit careening into the other lane and then back into mine. I lean down to gaze out through my windshield, struggling to see past the cascade of flapping fabric. Sorry, I yell, or fuck you, depending on why you honked. It's good to cover your bases. Eventually, I pull into the driveway of my friend Derek's house, carefully rolling up and parking in front. I climb out of my vehicle, expecting to see the familiar collection of immaculately decorated pickups that I've come to expect from these events, but find myself surprisingly alone. Only Derek's truck sits quietly next to mine. Confused, I stroll up the front walk and knock loudly on his door. Knock, knock, knocking on Derek's door. Hey. 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 (laughs) Trump train is here. Reporting for duty, I call out proudly. God, I feel dirty saying that. Yeah. Moments later, Derek opens the door wide and allows an excited grin to erupt across his face. He hugs me warmly, clearly excited to see that I've made it for this momentous occasion. Bill! How's it going, buddy? He offers. You excited to watch Lord Daddy Trump win this thing in an historic landslide victory? I like Lord Daddy. Hell yeah, I retort. Then calm down a bit as I turn back toward the mostly empty driveway. Where's everybody else? This is it, Derek replies. His gaze strange and unwavering as he offers this bizarrely simple response. 
I get the feeling he wants me to let it go, but my curiosity is too strong. Yeah, but where are they? My friend hesitates. Uh, sick, he finally offers. They caught the democratic hoax-trotting plague from not wearing masks. We stand awkwardly in the doorway, our minds struggling to connect the dots here. But it's a hoax, right? I question. Why are they at the hospital? Derek continues to stare off into the distance, unable to compute the strange paradox of beliefs that we found ourselves caught up in. Wow. I'm sure it's just a, it's just a prank, Derek finally says. They're just messing with us. We were speaking on that subject earlier today. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little on the nose here. I mean, I I think it's worthwhile as an aside to just point out that it's amazing how completely up their own asses people will get mm -hmm. when you just remove any kind of objectivity right. from the conversation. No one's going to hear this because it's a shitty little podcast with no listenership, but for fuck's sake, and I never thought I would ever say this, we need some objectivity. We need some fucking truth mm -hmm. to have because otherwise you get people fucking storming the, the capital of the nation yeah. because they are just convinced that their team lost and treating it like a fucking baseball game. Yep, yep. Mm. Anyway, back to the fun book. <laughs> That's probably it, I finally decide, a wave of relief washing over me as a smile returns to my face. I step inside, hanging up my Trump brand coat and my red Make America Hate Again hat, oh. then continue into the, loving, into the living room where Derek's television has been set up. I like loving room better. Loving room would have been good, yeah. I, I want a loving room. I mean, every room can be a loving room if you, know, you want it to be. It's true. If you have love in your heart, anywhere you go. Exactly, yeah. It's already playing Fonz News, election night coverage. <laughs> and although the ballots haven't started pouring in just yet, the talking heads are already getting riled up. The band with the big coats? I don't see how Trump can lose, one of the news anchors states proudly standing up from his desk and beating his chest with animalistic aggression before sitting back down again. If Trump doesn't win, then it's black magic, and I'm gonna a liberal at the stake. I think a word was lost there. That happens. But I'm gonna a liberal at the stake. I lose my words sometimes, too. It's true. Another anchor screams, his eyes popping out and the veins on his neck bulging as he picks up a teleprompter and throws it through a nearby window with a loud crash. <laughs> You guys lose your words, but I keep finding them. I am like a black hole of words. And anytime someone's saying something and they forget their place and lose their words, like I, that's how I'm sentient. That's how I'm, I'm in existence. Do you have verbal tics? What's a verbal tic? Uh, people often attribute it to Tourette's syndrome, but it's a really uncommon actual symptom of Tourette's. But it's when you just can't really control what you're saying and things just come out. No. Okay. Okay. Oh, good. Fuck yeah. That's that fair and balanced shit I'm talking about. I'm excited to sit down and enjoy the show. I suddenly notice that all of Derek's furniture is missing, <laughs> including the couch that used to sit right here in front of the television. It's a weird thing to suddenly notice. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your stuff? I question. I've got everything I need right here, Derek offers. We've still got a TV. In my butt. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Where's the couch? I continue. Derek just nods silently, the awkwardness settling in once again. Uh, 
I got rid of it. I got myself some commemorative Trump coins with the money. Coins? I question. Derek reaches into his pocket and pulls out a shiny gold coin with Trump's beautiful, handsome face carved across the front. It's an investment, he explains. These are going to be worth so much on year 40 of Trump's presidency. You know, I'm kind of upset. Like, I know they did make actual Trump coins. Yeah. What? They did. They did. Yeah, yeah they, those they, were they, absolutely a thing. Oh, God. That was an actual thing. And you could order them. I think it was like $250 to order one. And they may actually have only been available for pre-order and we're going to go to print and actually be minted after Trump won. And I considered for a minute putting in an order for one on the off chance that I did actually get one. Because mm -hmm. fuck my life, man. Like in 25 years, those would be worth a lot of money. Yeah, but I mean most fascist memorabilia is pretty valuable on one market or another. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that makes sense. Cool. Cool, I reply, then sit down on the bare floor in front of Tarek's television. My friend leaves for a moment, then returns with a pizza box, setting it in front of me. Here you go, he offers. I glance back at him in confusion. I thought you said your wife was going to make that same pot roast she cooked up four years ago. I want some pizza. Pizza's good. That was amazing. Yeah, she's not really in the mood, Derek offers. Actually, she's packing up her bags right now. I think we're getting divorced. I can't take you selling all of our furniture <laughs> for Trump coins. <laughs> that does seem like a pretty legitimate reason. Politics aside, like, if you sell my furniture and use it to buy coins, we're going to have a conversation. What about magic beans? I'll give you a... 48 hour window for them to actually grow a beanstalk and then we're gonna have a conversation fair see joe i <laughs> i would go farther i would say i'll, I'll give you 48 hours to kill a giant and, be, and become the hero of the land because you can get a beanstalk and then like what are you gonna do with it your spouse could go up there get their ass kicked come back down and then you just you know well you're stuck with a beanstalk well, no that's the thing like if an actual beanstalk sprouts into the sky it's probably going to lower my property value but um i'll help you kill a giant and steal his gold that's fair enough i'm not going to do that that's because you're a bad friend it's not true i just know my limits all right i think going directly after a giant you're just gonna you're just gonna fail mm. yeah i mean what about climbing the beanstalk and befriending the giant what lives in the sky that's fair that's more chuck tingle i think i i think so yeah yeah but that giant is definitely gonna pound you in the butt <laughs> awesome i don't know if my butt can take that yeah that's a lot of pounding <laughs> that's the excitement okay here's here's the better idea uh-huh you get the beanstalk you sell it to nasa to be the foundation for a space elevator and then the giant gets evicted by a, a corrupt bank and then we start a podcast in his old moon base yeah i get yeah. it I, i'm not wait, saying that that's how what? we got to the <laughs> secret, moon. secret um, origins <sighs> that's a comic book reference <laughs> you don't say <laughs> that's why our podcast sounds so terrible we're using giant like literally giant mics and giant chairs and everything. yeah all of our our podcasting equipment is just old giant artifacts that we found you know the worst part of it all was when the giant pounded himself in the butt with me <laughs> it was fun to watch though yeah not up close <laughs> <laughs> yeah Derek rolls his eyes 
She keeps talking about how I shouldn't put Trump before her, but like, she doesn't understand what Lord Trump has done for this country, you know? She doesn't appreciate owning the libs like we do. She told me I need to choose Trump or her, so I went with my heart. Lord Daddy Trump, we both say in unison, nodding confidently. I like that. I think this is meant to be exaggeration stretched as far, but it feels, it, it doesn't really feel all that. Yeah, no, it just it doesn't feels really feel like, like he's... We're in the parody universe. That's I'm, I'm fairly is certain that, that happened sometime around like 2014. Sure. And we just slipped over a, a dimension and now we're in one that's just a parody of the one we used to be in. Okay. And I don't know. I, I think reality is literally breaking down around us. That's, that's the best I can hope for. It's gotcha. probably got something to do with the Large Hadron Collider and that fucking weasel. Yeah, yeah. Are we in the Berenstain or the Berenstain Bears universe? Last I looked, it was still Stain. Okay. Well, that, that's the thing. It, when you cross over universes, you're going to remember it the way that it is in the new universe, so you'll never be able to tell. You know, I, I used to think that that whole Mandela effect thing was just a, another example of how people will just violently and fiercely fight for their own flawed memories. Mm-hmm. Um, confirmation bias. Yeah, confirmation bias and the fact that we don't actually remember things when we think we're remembering things. We're just telling ourselves a story about mm -hmm. something. And uh, there's not like a file that you access. You just write it new each time. Right. You know, this is the way the brain works. But then I saw something about Fruit Loops. Uh -huh. And I thought to myself, yeah, I remember Fruit Loops. It's F R O O T L O O P S. Yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, so yeah, sure, Fruit Loops, whatever. Definitely spelled that way. I even remember them using the the cereal as the O's and how it was designed. And then somebody posted a thing about how Fruit Loops was spelled F R U I T. Mm -hmm. L-O-O-P-S. And I said, no, that's, that's, that's silly. That can't be the case. I remember it clearly. And I went and I looked. And when I went and I looked, all of the information that I saw was for fruit spelled normally, F-R-U-I-T. Huh, that's weird. And it was everywhere on the internet. I went to the fucking grocery store and I saw a box of fucking Fruit Loops in the store spelled f-r-u-i-t and now it's back and i thought like that's fucking weird okay whatever i just misremembered it mm -hmm. and now it's back to being f-r-o-o-t uh -huh. again and it's genuinely fucking unsettling i I'm, I, I don't think i'm making up remembering seeing a box in the store that was spelled differently so there are only two options. Either reality literally changed and for a minute I was in a different one, mm -hmm. or we cannot trust our perceptions at all. Right. And neither of those answers is really comforting. We <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah. answer in the comments, who remembers the, the two O's in fruit that were the actual cereal? All four of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's back to fruit with O's now. And I even looked it up and I saw that they were legally not allowed to use the word fruit uh -huh. because 
first of all, all of the fucking rings taste the same. They don't have different flavors. Right. Yep. Regardless of color. And they don't actually contain any fruit. No. Or they're fruit just juices. So, non-specifically sweet. Yeah, they're just sweet rings is mm-hmm. all they are. But I would eat sweet rings. That's a breakfast cereal yeah, I could get that's behind. That's perfectly marketable. Yeah. I turned back to the pizza box and opened it up, ready for a piping hot slice, but stopping when I see there's nothing but leftover hardened cheese lining the bottom of the cardboard container. Yeah, there's no pizza left, Derek informs me. Times have been tough since Obama keeps destroying the economy for the twelfth straight year. I figured we could just have some of this cheese. I'm about to reply when I notice a figure carrying two large duffel bags enter the living room, setting them down by the door. It's Derek's wife, Carrie, and she's surprisingly happy despite the circumstances. I don't think I've ever seen someone this thrilled to be getting a divorce. This is the last of it, Carrie calls over. You guys have fun tonight. I'm sorry it didn't work out, Derek replies, a deep and powerful weight in his voice. I'm sorry you can't appreciate all the great things Lord Trump has done for this nation. I'm sorry you don't understand that Lord Trump the only man to ever swim across all oceans, and the sole wielder of the timeline blade, and the world record holder of healthiest man, is the most important relationship someone could have. I'm more interested in the timeline blade. (laughs) I saw the time knife. (laughs) Have you watched The Good Place? I keep meaning to and not getting around to it. Oh man, it's good. You guys should all watch that. It's good. I like it. Like I've been told on on this podcast multiple times, like, hey, the good place is good, watch it. And then like, you know, we've talked about it before, just hanging out. And I'm always mm-hmm. like, Yeah, I should watch that. And then I just never do because I'm a failure. Yeah. Well, it's interesting if you're into philosophy or ethics. I just don't like television shows. That's fair. Do you think that if a Buddhist ever rubbed the magic lamp and the genie came out and was like all right i can i can i'm a genie you got three wishes i can give you all kinds of wealth and power and the and the buddhist was like um i i just like a nice place to sit like a very very comfortable place to sit in nature the genie would be like yeah but i can like you know i can give you all the power in the world and the buddhist is just like no that's just a nice place to sit in the shade that, that, that's all i want <laughs> Is there a question there, or is is that just... Do you think the genie would just be, like, very confused? I'm like, uh, all right, like, I can do that, but... I don't know. I don't hang out with genies. (laughs) I can't really speak to that. I mean, it depends on the genie. Yeah. Are we dealing with like Robin Williams in Aladdin or are we dealing more with I'm angry because some sorcerer trapped me in this tiny fucking vessel of 2000 years ago? And now I'm going to come out and I'm going to grant you wishes, but only because after I have, I'll be free to destroy the world. Or the genie from the horror film Wishmaster. Right. Right. Or like an actual proper jinn, which is just a being made of smokeless fire in Arabic mythology (laughs) and is kind of an analog to a demon. Right. So you're going to have to be more clear about about your genie lore before we can properly answer your question. I have very little exposure to genies. There's probably an interesting story in there somewhere, though, in that jinn or genies being creatures that grant wishes and Buddhists by design being people who are working to overcome desire. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, there's there's an interesting something. Yeah, I feel like Neil Gaiman could write that story. 
Oh, yeah. I started reading, and you just reminded me, I never finished it, a book that I found at a secondhand store years back <laughs> called The Genie and the Golem. Did you find your first real six-string there? <laughs> <laughs> at the five and dime? Yes. For some reason, and, and this may have been another instance of Mandela effect, when I made that reference, I very clearly remembered the line being secondhand store and not five and dime. No, there's another song that talks about a secondhand store, yeah. There's another dad rock song that, that says five and dime in it, and I think I crossed a wire there. Probably, yeah. So instead of a, a clever bit, it's just me talking about the joke that I was trying to make for seven seconds. <sighs> probably cutting that out <laughs> <laughs> nope it's staying <laughs> yeah genie and the golem yeah, yeah I'm sorry, about what you would expect a genie and a golem they meet and fall in love in new york city in like the early 1900s <laughs> and the, the genie is an arab man and the golem is a jewish woman <laughs> which yeah interesting Fun read. Not what we're talking about today, though. No, but I'll look into it. Yeah. I guess I'm just looking for a different kind of marriage, Carrie replies with a shrug, then turns to me. Hey, Bill. How's Amber? I narrow my eyes, confused. Huh? Amber? Carrie repeats. How's your wife doing? I haven't seen her in a while. I'm racking my brain, struggling to figure out what she's referencing. I remember the Trump rally last week. And the Trump fundraiser two weeks before that. But for the life of me, I can't remember anyone named Amber. I don't know, I finally reply. This response finally seems to make Carrie crack a bit. A little sadness slipping into her expression for reasons that I can't quite understand. Can I ask you guys something? She finally begins. Derek and I both nod in unison. Why are you so obsessed with a guy who is such an obvious loser? He's an angry, racist moron who can barely form a complete sentence. He's not cool. He's not smart. He's terrible at everything he does. What is it? I consider this a moment. He's relatable, I finally reply. <laughs> oh, God. Ah, that... that was cathartic yeah <laughs> shots fired yeah, this, is, this is biting social commentary carrie cringes as i say this some profound answer finally clicking within her mind yikes is all that she offers in return picking up her bags and heading out the door don't get too upset if things don't go the way you think they will derek's wife calls back to us over her shoulder you might actually have to return to the real world my friend and I ignore her, focusing instead on the breaking news that unfolds on the television screen before us. It appears the first results are coming in from a slew of states across the East Coast. They're not looking good. What the hell, I question. Is this the comedy channel? Derek flips the station up and down, checking to make sure he's actually turned to Fon's news. He is. We quickly fall into a strange trance as the night continues to unfold. Neither of us saying a word. My eyes are glued to the screen before me, watching as all of my dreams for the next four years begin to crumble. With every state that turns blue, I vaguely expect the next to symbol. I vaguely expect the next to signal some incredible comeback for Trump. I'm just thinking about Fon's news. Yeah, <laughs> Fon's. you know, 
the yeah, Fonz? Yeah, just it, Arthur hey, Fonzarelli. If I was Chuck, I would have I would have gone with Kitsune News. <laughs> that would have been fairly clever. Yeah. yeah. Or Weasel News. <laughs> that would have been pretty good. What kind good? of news? The Weasel News. <laughs> Isn't that already a joke? Hasn't someone already oh, done yeah, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Grand Theft Auto Five did that, that was exactly. It. Oh, was yeah, it? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I'm surprised I haven't seen that in like a comic book or something somewhere. Right, because that is fairly clever. But no, that, that has been done. Yeah. I didn't yeah, can't take five. credit for it. You're not missing much. Yeah. No, you're you're really not. It's not worth your time and money. Yeah, in fact, just stop buying Rockstar games. Yeah, shame that I really enjoyed the first three games of that series. Yeah, I really by liked which Red I mean Dead. the first nine games of that series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then it became just a self-absorbed cash grab. Nope. Nope. Like most things. San Andreas was a good time, though. Yeah, it's fun with Yes, San it fucking was, dude. And Wasn't I even it revolutionary GTA 4. for the time. Yeah, GTA San 4 Andreas. was pretty good. Uh, yeah, just in, in terms of its size and open worldness, it was pretty unprecedented. You could go to a gym and work yeah, out, and then yeah. you would get yep. muscly. And, and it didn't serve a story in any way. It was just something that you could do if you wanted. <laughs> and then later, you could spend like an hour just getting super fat. Yeah. NPCs on the on the street would like talk about it. And if you were doing the dating shit, there were certain people that you had to look a certain way to attract. Mm-hmm. So Yep. You had to be a fatty for the dominatrix lady. Yep. As the night finally draws to an end, I stand up and head for the door, not saying a word to my friend Derek as I make my way down the front steps and climb into my truck. I head home to mourn. Oh, uh on the GTA front though, I personally think that the uh, the other franchise that came out around the same time that was also... Saints Row? Saints Row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. I couldn't think of it for a second. Uh, Saints Row mm-hmm. started out seeming like just a cheap knockoff of GTA, mm-hmm. but actually grew to be the much better Yeah, superior franchise. in almost every way. Yeah. And then later down the line became a cheap knockoff of itself. Well... How is that possible? Uh, like, how do you become a cheap knockoff of yourself? By tr- trying to recapture the magic of the earlier games and failing hard to do so. And he, even at some points, missing the point of the previous games. Mm. But even the ones mm. that just stretched the format past the point of snapping, I still got some enjoyment out of. Yeah, I, I, I like those games a lot. I liked being able to go to hell and go into cyberspace yeah. and be a fucking superhero. Like, if you're going to do it, fucking do it right like it was kind of a weird choice to uh this is a tangent that we're on but we're gonna write it for a minute apparently to give your character the ability to like functionally run so fast they can fly in a game with cars yeah but it was fun to do i i enjoyed doing it but yeah that was a weird video gamey tangent we just went on but we're getting close to our time so i think we should stop here and pick it up next week i'm just going to remind everyone to like subscribe comment click the youtube bell that'll be fun to do don't forget to go to wegiveyoubrainworms.com you can find our patreon help the show out and thank you for listening this has been a production of brainworms presents any copyrighted content contained within is used for purposes of review. Brainworms podcast is David Combs, Kane Magdalene, Christian Schaefer, and Joseph Wells. The theme music is Hodgepod Number no. One by Brian Davis. 
If you like what you heard, you can support us and learn about our other projects at wegiveyoubrainworms.com or by leaving a review on your favorite listening app. Lord Daddy Trump.